Within the multiverse sits a fantastic magical realm, a place we call Hearth. This is the world of Megas Elgar. Episode 1, The Mirror Cauldron. Magic is everywhere throughout the world of Hearth though each spell comes with a price. Without totems to channel their power, one could easily find themselves covered head to toe in symbols from dimensions unknown, sputtering about a beast with a million eyes. But thankfully our tale does not follow a descent into such madness. Dragon! It begins with the death of a sorcerer, who was nice enough to do that for us already. Now this... Get down, sir! Oh, goodness, accursed eyes, get off me! You'll have plenty of time to explain this later. Get out of here! Y you don't have to tell me twice. Later, then. Ah, Trudy Udo! Hold your hands high! Oh, no. Remember, magic is about confidence! Declare your will and show that dragon you mean business! I declare that this is a terrible idea. That's the spirit, Acolyte. Inkadale can't maintain this dragon form for long. Just remember the root of all magic. Incorrect, Udo. Offensive magic is derived from being offensive. You have to insult the laws of nature in the ancient tongue of trite. I have to what? Insult the dragon. Honestly, I'm talking to myself here. Megas Elgar, a little help. Patience, Udo. I have to examine these scrolls before they get burned. It's not every day a sorcerer actually writes something down. Everything about this is awful! Well, you wanted the sorcerer to stop being so mouthy! Uh, I swear, always changing your mind like a two-headed serpent at a buffet! Element, this is the kind of monkey paw thing you should expect with comments like that! The dragon is breathing lightning that is on fire! How is that possible? Oh, you would be costing fire lightning too if you were actually motivated! Please, Megas Elgar, I don't want to die! Are you done with those scrolls yet? The what? Oh, the scrolls, they were nowhere. A manifest of manifestos. Don't waste the time. I was just admiring this silvery cauldron. Really brings the light into the room. Don't you think, Udo? Back! Back! Claws in my back! <sighs> Fine. Kids today can't appreciate a good dragon fight. In a moment, I need to think of a snappy line to go with his death. It's only respectful. Oh, oh got it! Oh, dragon! You know, I have to say I'm rather impressed. You probably had to eat a lot of plop cakes to maintain that mass of a dragon. Though, you know what they say about junk food. It goes right through you. Kill thy chicks! <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Oh, it's in my mouth. Ugh, couldn't you have, I don't know, changed him back or something? Instead of turning half his blood into oil? That sorcerer's dragon spell was going nowhere. Besides, all I did was accelerate the process by a few millennia. I thought you told me the point of magic was benevolence and higher understanding, not violence and murder. Magic is a lot like comedy, Udo. It cannot function without a modicum of misery. <laughs> Why else would they call it sorcery? If nothing was injured in magic, it'd be called uh, benignery or, or something equally foolish. Now, take a look at this. What a strange cauldron. Oh, this group is rancid. Oh, oh. It's like a cow's stomach was turned inside out. Yes, yes, very smelly. I'm not talking about the dragon. Look, the cauldron. It appears to be made of solid silver blood. But silver blood is always a liquid metal. Hmm. Sorcerer Inca Dale must have been in the middle of casting something quite serious. Well, it's a good thing we stopped him. There's no telling what kind of disaster he could have spawned if he'd gotten the chance. I want to set my clothes on fire. And never eat again. Oh, what kind of insanity did I sign up for? Yes, insanity. And one knows that insanity is the most dangerous kind of sanity. Nestled between the obscenity and outsanity. Just think about it, Udo. What kind of horrible, unbelievable, spine-tingling magic could have spawned from this mercurial soup of utter mystery? <laughs> Let's cast it! What?! After all that about danger? That just made me want to cast it even more. No, there's nothing to it but to test it. Pack up the cauldron, Udo. Put it in a doggy bag or something. It's half my size and twice my weight. A mastiff bag, then. I can't walk you through everything, even if I am your mentor. Oh, I'll never get these soot marks out of my robe. Ah. Udo Malaki's tolerance of the greatly respected Magus Elgar is sadly not by choice. The young spellcaster is part of the once-feared Malaki sorcerer family, yet Udo is the first magically inclined Malaki for generations. Instead of taking the path of the feared sorcerer, he has chosen to follow the studies of the Magi, a respected balance between research and magical talent. Though with the reputations of a historically malevolent sorcerer clan, Udo makes an undesirable student amongst the Magi. Now, our bewildered student prepares to address the issue of recreating the sorcerer's spell before his teacher has yet another destructive incident. But that's easier to do without all that fire. Oh, much easier, thank you. I could use a little privacy. It's a stairwell. All the same. Very well. I know when I'm not needed. <sighs> all right. Let's try this again, Kake. Oh. Megas? I must protest about your current study. There are just some magics mankind wasn't meant to tamper with that I have to... No, I must request you stop before you damn all of us to the unblinking. I know I'm just your apprentice, but I feel it's my duty to make a conscientious objection. No, I don't think I'm being hypocritical. Just because I turned you into a replica doesn't make my point any less valid. If you think I'm bad, what kind of accidents do you think a full-fledged Magus would make? Oh, that was loud. Nope. No, I want nothing to do with this. <laughs> Listen, I want to figure out magic as much as you do, but I also like keeping my inside parts where they belong. Inside. <sighs> no, I haven't figured out how to switch you back yet. If I had, this conversation would be a lot less one-sided. <laughs> I know. 
It's my responsibility. Try to be patient, Kakei. Once I finish Magus Algar's training, I'll be able to change you back for sure. <laughs> Have him do it? Do you remember what happened to the last person who got transformed? <laughs> he tried experimenting on it. He made that strange dragon rabbit instead of finding a cure. Ugh. How could something so cuddly and something so terrifying mix together to be, well, both? <laughs> well, yeah, there is you. If you were anyone else, you'd be a smear on the bottom of my shoe. No, I'm not gonna kill you. Stop asking that. I don't even think I can. You're as indestructible as you are... Uh, charming? Question mark? Helgar <sighs> must be experimenting in the kitchen again. Maybe this is a bad time. Fine. 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 I should have just stayed in Mossdale. Petrion! Megus? Oh. oh, dear minister, you are much too early. The earwig isn't quite producing the secretions I need for your balance potion. But fear not! You'll be dancing by the end of the week. Megus, it's just I admit, me. it's challenging when you're born with two left feet. You might think a good jig is impossible. But it all boils down to telling your brain there's only one left foot to dance with. Megus. Shush, 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 not now, minister. I'll be down in a jiffy. Now, all we need to do Megus, is add those a two compounds are highly volatile. Ha ha ha! Brilliant! Here we are, Minister. Your balance potion. Only cost us a table. And a few utensils. I've been trying to tell you it's me, Udo. Why do you insist on casting in the kitchen? You have three floors dedicated to magic. Ah, oh, well, dear Udo, that's what the magic would expect. A good magist knows when he has to be unpredictable. Or you forgot this was the kitchen. Again. Ha! Got it in one, Udo. Way to keep on your toes. Oh, terribly sorry. I got scrambled. The dragon bone plate in my skull probably needs its focus enchantment aligned. That's not the only thing that's misaligned. Quite right, my apprentice. The attuning crystal needs a bit more calibration, too. <sighs> ah! Magus, I came here to talk to you about something important. Ha! Brilliant! You were expecting this? Oh, I was expecting the pitch to go well, but you talking is nothing special, my dear student. We all talk. It's what makes us good magi. Uh, when you say pitch, uh, oh, oh, the tuning fork. No, please, just sit still for a moment and let me say my piece. All right. Uh, well? I wasn't expecting it to be this easy. It isn't. You haven't said a thing. I'm getting to that. Uh, you, uh, me, dr dragons, um, study magic? I know you don't approve of my haphazard research methods, but it comes with the territory. If we never took risks, we'd never make progress. You understood that? Of course. Magi are supposed to understand the gaps in the universe. That, and you left your prompting parchment on the floor. <clears throat> Writing makes things clearer. Oh, I never found a reason to write myself. It's all up here. I didn't know you had such a good memory. No, my dear boy. Dragon bone plate. It's the perfect way to attune my magic without all that mental interference. 
Fuhu, do you smell grapes? <laughs> anyway, would it assuage you if I included you in this research? <clears throat> assuage. Sorcerer Inkadale was working on something huge. Ah, uh, it doesn't matter to you if it's uh, a tiny bit forbidden, does it? It's forbidden? <laughs> Why else would the Ministry politely request we go put a stop to it? That was less polite and more uncontrollable sobbing. I always get those two mixed up. Regardless, Inkadale was determined to cast his spell no matter the cost. But the magic mutated him into that horrible dragon. <laughs> yes, it seemed like quite the backfire. Left him a little more than a sack of blood and guts. You did that. But remember the cardinal rule of magic, Udo. Always know what your spell does. No! A backfiring spell provides a backlash equal to the potency of the spell being cast. Yeah, well, what does that mean? It means whatever he was casting was really powerful. So it's our job, nay, our duty to figure out how to cast it. Let me get this straight. You've been researching how to cast a spell that accidentally mutated a sorcerer into a power-mad dragon, and you don't even know what he was casting? <laughs> exactly! That's how the best spells are discovered. Throw it at the wall and read the tea leaves. Or scorch marks. It depends on the spell's potency, really. Megus, that's exactly how the rabbit dragon happened. He was just adorable, wasn't he? <laughs> uh, wasn't he? Oh, come on now, Udo. You can't deny that you're curious. I see the way your temple is throbbing. Pulsing with excitement at the promise of adventure and discovery. The secrets of the universe are in the palm of my hand. <sighs> Magus Horvitz, third son, 12501. A wise Magus who also pined for the impossible. All right, I'm curious. At all. Excellent! <laughs> Another lesson you need to learn, Udo. Magi have a thirst for knowledge, whether they like it or not. It's why the non-magical council of nine that moan about forbidden texts are so crotchety. Jealousy! They're crotchety because your student mortality rate is so high. Pardon? Nothing. Well, follow me upstairs. Aw, Kakei. Oh dear. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kakei. I didn't realize you were down there. Easy now. <laughs> Here we are. Your familiar uh, uh, thing. Now, uh, how has the little Rapika been? Uh, did you solve that uh, secretion problem? Making progress. He only does it when he's stressed. Or annoyed. Or upset. Seems he's all three at the moment, isn't he? Yeah... Well, come along, Udo, and bring Kakei with you. It's too shrapnel-y in here for the poor thing. Someone ought to fix that table. Uh, this way. The Mirror Cauldron is upstairs. The what? Magus, couldn't we just give this to another wizard to study? Udo, need I remind you the difference between us magi and those wizards? Uh, sorcerers cast without study... Wizards study but can't cast without components, and magi try to balance between the two. Close. Sorcerers use their own ether instead of channeling through totems, making them crazy. 
Wizards hoard knowledge, so they have social shut-ins and magi research and have the talent to cast without components. Do you honestly think a wizard would do anything more than try to destroy it or hide it in some library? I was kind of counting on that. Sorcerer magic usually ends in explosions or something similar. They'd be great at parties if it weren't for all that sacrificing and inane cackling that tends to follow. Do you at least have any idea what this does? The Mirror Cauldron? From what I gather, Sorcerer Inca Dale, may the spirits rest his bloody paste, was trying to cast a transmutation spell with it. That resulted in the horribly unstable dragon he turned into. You think it was being a sorcerer that made him unstable. But I believe this cauldron is a means to cast a spell based on a practitioner's intelligence, instead of one's spirit. What's the point of that? The texts always say that spirit is the motivator and knowledge is the awareness behind it. It can't be the other way around, right? Why not? Doesn't fire occasionally cool the body? Can't water set kindling ablaze? No, that's why fire burns things and water douses them. <laughs> Semantics. When has fire burned anything worth keeping? My sister died in a fire. So, my theory is, why not try a conjuration instead, and see what comes out? My best guess? The unblinking. It's always going to be the unblinking, no matter what you do. <laughs> and this is why you shouldn't guess, Udo. You've got a terrible habit of choosing the worst-case scenario. But, good point. We must take every precaution possible here. What's this? A fire counter potion? No. Mead! How long have you been drinking? <laughs> Not important! If you're going to metaphorically splash magic on the wall, you need to absolve all responsibility! If anyone asks, uh, the mead can tell us. What? No! <laughs> right! Here we go then! Excuse me a moment. What is it? Oh, got it. The clip on this thing is fiddly. Oh, good. I was worried you were going to miss something. Are you sure about this? Of course not. That's why it's magic. Lutokos, Fortunate, Portos, Ulamol. Oh, help It's working! I can't believe it! Oh, no! Blasted, this room is too small. I didn't think this one through. Oh, as you... With a bloom of arcane power, the cauldrons swallowed them both, drawing them into a portal of silvery confusion before a backlash ripped through the research laboratory. And if they come to, they will no longer be in the world they called home. Unlike myself, because I was smart enough to bring a harness. <laughs> oh, ah. It appears I'm stuck. Hello? Anyone? Oh, it is... I suppose I'll wait for something to happen then. Oh, ouch. Oh, everything hurts. Oh, good. You're awakened. Oh, what happened? We seem to be in another realm, possibly inside an Eldridge temple. This isn't the unblinking, is it? Well, I don't see any eyes, so opticalistic outlook, uh, uh, optimistic, uh, uh, sorry. Are you all right, Kakei? 
once you've dusted yourself off, you can help me. Uh, there appears to be something stuck in my arm. Can you give me a moment? Kakei's tail is pinched, too. <laughs> ah, there we go. So, what? Uh, oh, oh. You have something stuck in your arm. Indeed. It looks like a halberd, but I can't fathom why it would be so tiny. Pulling it out might help. Here. Ouch! Ah, there we go. It seems to be a writing quill, but its tip has been replaced with a stabbing implement. I shall call it a slicing pen. What barbarian would design this? What was that? It came from above us. What should we do? As a magish Udo, my curiosity compels me to investigate. Although my self-preservation is a stronger argument. Hide! What world has Megus Elgar and his assistants stumbled upon? Will they learn the secrets of the Mirror Cauldron? If you ask this casual observer, they're dead, and obviously in a hellish dimension for their hubris. But don't take my word for it. Find out next time. It's not like I'm going anywhere. In Magus Elgar by Kennedy Phillips, Ricardo Cabral played the narrator. Udo Malaki, Chris Moore. Sorcerer in Kadale, Kellen Goff. Magus Elgar, William Violinus. And Kike was played by Kennedy Phillips. The theme music was created by Hamed Hokamzadeh. Incidental music by Andrew Maz and APM Music. Vocal performance was directed by Andrew Cornell. For a full list of credits, please visit makuselgar.com. Makus Elgar is a Melody Gun production mucked about for the entertainment of listeners like you. Did you enjoy what you heard? Hi, my name is Kennedy Phillips, creator of Magus Elgar. This has been a labor of love for a long time coming, and I cannot wait to show you more this March. The final show will be 11 episodes long, about five and a half hours in length. We expect the price to be around $15 for the entirety of season one. That's about $1.50 an episode. It'll be available on iTunes, Bandcamp, and anywhere else that will keep us independent and ad-free. Until then, we have a lot prepared for you to enjoy in the coming month. There's going to be primer trailers that will talk about how magic works. We have artists hard at work at showing off things on our Instagram and other pages, and I'll keep giving you glimpses about the show on SoundCloud. If you enjoy Megas Elgar, tell your friends, show them this episode. It's free after all. Let them know what kind of caster you are. I truly hope to see you back for the official release of Megas Elgar Season 1, March 2018. Until then, this is Kennedy Phillips signing off.